Kyle, I think I'm ready to switch it up. Like like your cell phone provider? No, no, the, the podcast. This po- our podcast? Are you tired of me? Oh, oh God, it's me, isn't it? You're, you want another host? Kyle, buddy, relax, man. No, of course I don't. You know you're my ride or die co-host. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Good, good. Okay, no, I want to switch up this episode. Have someone from our team at PB&J come on and talk about something near and dear to our heart. Candy? For sure, Candy Buddy. But, but also, I was thinking about maybe our journey toward being a certified climate neutral and B Corp company. Something like that. Ah, uh, yes. And then we can unpack what they mean and why they are important. Exactly. I thought maybe we could have you-know-who on to chat. Dabinya? Dabinya! 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 What? What? Guys, what are you yelling at me for? Is there something wrong? Nope. Nope. So... We were hoping you could join us on Commerce Shift as a guest. A very special guest. I mean, yeah, I guess I could do that. I've never been a guest on a show before. How long will I have to prepare... Welcome to Commerce Chefs, a quirky and thought-provoking show for future-focused commerce leaders. We're going to pit the world's most brilliant, inspiring, and driven D2C visionaries, the Commerce Chefs, with riveting questions to uncover their secret ingredients at the intersection of passion, performance, and leadership in practice. For the past decade, we've led teams of designers, strategists, and digital wizards at one of the leading e-com agencies in the country to help brave brands become enduring classics. And we're here to indefinitely borrow the strategies and pro tips that will make us all better leaders and make the brands we lead better too. All right, everybody. So we'd like to introduce our next guest, Dabinya. Dabinya, thank you for being on the show. Tell us a bit about you, what you do. Hold up, hold up. This is like a super special episode, Tom. This is- Oh yeah, super special guest. Super special guest. Is this the first- jammer that's been on commerce chefs this is the first jammer that has ever i think graced the digital stage of commerce chefs Dabinia, no pressure but welcome wow she, i am she's gone honored. she's left she's not gonna <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming and joining us uh, this is a it's a real honor to have you here and talk about all things from climate neutral and B Corp to sustainability. But let us, Tom, let me finish what you were going to say, which was Dabinia, tell us <laughs> who you are and a bit about your role at PB&J, and then we'll get into it. Okay, okay. Um, a bit about moi. Um, oh, I'll I, feel, I, <laughs> I feel obligated to share first that I'm from Sudbury, Ontario. I'm very yes. proud of my Northern Ontario roots. It's very important that I plant that seed. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I worked in marketing and advertising for over five years as a project manager before I transitioned um, to social impact work. And I think that's important to share because that led me um, to go back to school and complete a graduate certificate program in sustainable business management. So all of that led me to PB&J. Um, I guess it's almost, it's almost been a year now. It'll be a year in September, which is pretty cool. Happy anniversary. That's wild. 
Happy, Thank you so much. Happy jam anniversary. <laughs> well, and and suiting suitingly, Dabinia has just led us uh, to a I think over an eighteen month effort. So she joined a, a few months into it to get our B Corp uh, certifications submitted for assessment, and that just happened a week ago or so, depending on when you listen to this. And so suitingly and excitingly, you are the person to bring to this episode to talk about all things sustainability <laughs> in commerce and excited to have you because you also have that guest. practical, super special guest, the practical side of it as a project manager who's who's in the weeds on making mm. great products, also kind of bringing this broader business perspective. So this is great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Um. So uh, super special guest. We're just going to do this the whole time, I think. Um, <laughs> we need to know, before we get into uh, talking all things that we need to talk about, we need to know what is your go-to morning routine to have a successful day? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know what the thoughts will be on this, but I kid you not. This is the ideal dream scenario to Binya's living her best life making all the moves. I'm up at seven or maybe 645 or nice. maybe 650, but I'm yeah. up. Okay. And then yeah. I drink, I drink water because I've, I've learned that this is what you're supposed to do first. Um, <laughs> and then I go to the gym and then I shower, I have coffee. I read outside like, mm. cause I still have time after all of that. And then I'm just, it's perfect. Then we're done. Mm. Then I start work um, depending on if it's a weekend or a weekday. But getting up early, I think, is the key for me and just being able to move my body, drink water, take my time. Mm. Um, I think the question on everybody's mind, though, Dabinia, is, uh, I mean, being <laughs> a, a Sudbury girl, maybe you're used to it. But I mean, do you go outside and read even in the winter? <laughs> you caught me. Ah. You really did, Tom. All I need is my parka. And... <laughs> I just sit out in the igloo that I built myself with my own hands, yep. sands, gloves, because I'm just used to it. Yeah. Cryotherapy. No, I, right? it's actually, it's actually quite embarrassing how not like how not great I am with the cold weather, because as soon as someone knows I'm from Northern Ontario, they're like, ah, this is nothing for you. And I'm like, no, nope, that's not cold. the way it works. Still cold. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Well, catch us next time on our Sudbury special. Um, but until then, where we talk about Stomp and Tom t- and the big nickel. Talk, oh yeah, so I many. only stomp when I'm yeah. angry, but we don't want to Sudbury the lead on that one. <laughs> oh, <geez>. uh, sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me keep us on track. Dabinia, you already talked a bit about what you do at PB and J, and I want to just kind of give you some space to, to tell us a bit more. You know. Tell us what's going on in the sustainability side of the work when we B Corp, climate neutral, all that kind of stuff. What, what have you been working on? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, my focus when I first started, like at PB&J, was moving the B Corp process like forward. And that slowly but surely, like, you know, got larger and larger because B Corp, like, is a project within a project of the project. Like there are projects within that project. (laughs) So um, I guess like all relevant to B Corp, um, should I speak to maybe what I worked, what I worked on like leading up to um, 
Yeah. Submitting like the what's, assessment. Like what's involved in the B Corp certification process? Walk through, like what are the, some of the steps or considerations or roadblocks that uh, were kind of faced along the last 18 months? Sure. Um, I knew the question would come up around, you know, B Corp certification. What is it specifically? And I thought to myself, I kid you not, like, should I answer this as if I were at a party telling someone like what I'm doing, what I do, but then I'm like, "Mm, I should probably get a little bit more specific (laughs) because that way, uh, folks have like a very concrete summary. Um, so I do want to read that just as a refresher for, for folks who may not know or who already know, sorry. And then just a very concrete um, explanation for folks that don't. So B Corp certification um, is a business meeting its highest standards of verified performance and accountability and transparency. And that's in many different areas. So it could be anything from employee benefits to charitable giving, um, input materials, and in order to achieve the certification, we need to demonstrate our high social and environmental performance by achieving an assessment score of 80 or above. And then we also have to pass uh, a risk assessment, uh, which is done by by B Corp. And then um, another area is that we need to make a legal commitment by changing um, our corporate governance structure to be accountable to all stakeholders, not just shareholders which is pretty huge. And of course we completed that. And, uh, and then there's the transparency piece um, that is basically making all this information accessible to everyone publicly, um, which is available on B Corp profile as well as B Labs website. And then there's a tr- transparency component that we are, that we, you know, do a part of B Corp, which I can get into, but yeah, that's, it's a holistic, Um, the certification is holistic. So it's not only focused on one aspect of social or environmental issues. It it really covers like a wide range um, of environmental, social governance, community. Yep. So, yeah, I I think you nailed it with, with how comprehensive it is. And and I know when we were um, working in this, it, it really, it really pushes and challenges, um, at least from my standpoint, the, the entire company to look at things that were sort of just assumed or taken for granted, or a lot of areas that I found too, that were complete blind spots, like things that we hadn't even thought of or looked at or, or covered before. Um, and I just, I know, you know, that that short little synopsis certainly doesn't do justice to the amount of work and the level of, of depth that, that we had to go through here and, and, you know, through which you led. So yeah, thank you for, for covering that. Um, and so like in your mind, Dabinia, I mean, I know you, you went to school for sustainable business practices. This covers that, uh, and then some, um, but how important is this work in your mind and why? Yeah. Um, I mean, leading up to going to school, um, I had been involved in various, Uh, grassroots initiatives around Toronto when I was living there. And that really sparked more interest in environmental and social activism. But at the same time, I was still working, you know, um, in advertising and in marketing and seeing the growth of, of that shift. So the shift is that, you know, consumers expect brands 
what they expect from brands as well as what employees expect from their employees within the realm of sustainability. Um, but, but then you ask yourself, like, what does that really mean? And that's when greenwashing comes in. And that's when those bud- buzzwords, you know, come in. And it's one thing to post for International Women's Day, um, Pride, Earth Day. That's all important. And it, it does show that, you know, you're publicly showing solidarity. But there's so much more to sustainability. And it's important. I think it's important. And I wanted to learn more about how I could help businesses make that that tangible, measurable impact. Um, because, yeah, it's, it's so much more. So, you know, it could be a few examples is like how people are treated and paid fairly, how much you give back to the community, um, how transparent you are. So doing the B Corp certification process allows businesses to, like you said, find those areas that they can improve on. And whether it's large or small, it, it challenges businesses to shift in the way that they're operating. And it essentially tells the public like, hey, we've done we've done more work if you're already doing things or we've we've started to do work and we're doing incredible. And, you know, here's the proof. And I think that that's important is that accountability um, beyond just saying that you want to make change or that, you know, you're in it to win it, question mark. I don't know why I ended it that way, but you know what I mean. You know that. You know that. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's I know because we we talk about this often, Debenny, you know, of the, you know, it's not the the point isn't to get the badges, you know, the, the point is to make an impact. But the, the certifications or the frameworks like B Corp, you know, they help give that framework to both have a more holistic view of like, what are some of the aspects of sustainability we might not have considered? And once we consider those, how do we go about ensuring that we, we keep living up to that? Like you said, it's not just throwing it out on social. It's actually, you know, making that part of how do you live that out? And I think that's um I know connected to to one thing we wanted to dive into as well, which was another another badge as it were, but an important framework uh, to talk about, which is that the carbon neutral certification and kind of as a subset of of B Corpish type stuff, wanted to get your brain uh, talking about you know what what is that certification about? Why is it important? Why might brands want to consider that in part of their uh, their roadmap? I I even, especially through the process, I have found that climate neutral certification is such an incredible tool for businesses. And it's so, um, I don't, I'm going to say straightforward. It is quite straightforward. So their mission is to eliminate greenhouse gas emissions. Their mission, just to reiterate, so there's no confusion, is to eliminate greenhouse gas emissions. I feel like that's like a Sounds a little confusing. (laughs) Um, So they work with brands to measure, offset, and reduce their footprints. And I say it's helpful and incredibly straightforward because we calculate, brands will calculate their emissions using a tool, a measurement tool that is cradle to customer. So it's called the B and it's from climate neutral specifically. And you put in your information and you're provided with an exact measurement of within each scope of emission. I can get into the scopes, what they mean. There's scope one, scope two, scope three. Yes. 
Yeah. And so you're provided with that, that information. And then from that, you, you know, can go to your team and, and, and create two reduction action plans to reduce your emissions over the next 12 to 24 months before doing that all over again. And the idea is that, you know, you're, you're setting these reduction targets um, to aim for year over year, um, or rather, I guess, 12 to 24 months over, over. And uh, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a guide, a reduced guide, which provides very specific examples and ideas of how you can take action. So what we did was, you know, we did our measurement and then we created our two targets, our two reduction targets uh, to work towards. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think what was what was really cool with this process was um, like for the last few years, actually, as a company, PB&J has been um, working with offset and, you know, green energy and reforestation partners. Um, but carbon neutral actually doesn't take that into account, uh, which was really sort mm -hmm. of, I think, eye opening to say that that's good stuff to do. But unless we're working actively and consciously to to actually reduce the uh, output, not just to sort of cover it up, offset, uh, yeah, offset it, um, then then we're not doing enough. And I, I just really loved that, that additional depth and, and challenge that that carbon neutral process uh, provided us. So you know, with B Corp, we're we're looking at things in a much more holistic way. Sustainability, not just just from an environmental perspective, but also um, you know people and practices uh, of the business. And then carbon neutral really puts that magnifying glass on not only calculating and bringing a full awareness of the impact that we have as a company, um, but then ways to challenge us to think creatively on how to reduce that. And so that was really awesome and. And so being like officially carbon neutral certified is uh, something I know we're all very proud of and, and will continue to to drive. Uh, I think we're joining a, a global community of, I believe it's maybe under 800 carbon neutral certified companies so far. So um, really, really proud of that. B Corp, uh, you know, in that process, I think there's there's just under 6,000 uh, certified B Corps uh, globally, and, and we're going to be really proud of uh, being part of that community. And so, uh, yeah, I guess maybe let's chat a little bit about some of the ways that that we are working to reduce or neutralize or, or even negate our carbon footprint. Because um, I, you know, I hope it can be a, an encouraging um, example to to other companies of, of really like, once you make the choice, uh, it's not that difficult. Like you'd said, it's straightforward um, to, to do it. But what are some of the things that the PB&J is doing to reduce neutralize and negate our carbon footprint. Honestly, the, the most difficult part is getting creative and thinking about how, how we're going to do that. Um, I'll start, I'll start with the reduction strategies that we actually, that, that we, you know, finalized mm -hmm. for climate neutral. So the first one is that we are going to be ensuring that 75% of gifts that we purchase for patrons and jammers are done locally in the city that, they they live in, which is huge because of course that reduces any transport needed. It supports local, incredible. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is reducing in-person client meetings by fifty percent over the next year. Yeah, love that. So, okay, those are the two that we that we created. Um, and then other ways that we that we do work um, 
outside of that, but obviously, you know, within the same parallel goal, um, is that we actually are the, the websites that, um, we create for our patrons are actually carbon neutral slash carbon negative. So, um, this is something that I think not a lot. I mean, maybe they do, but I think it's exciting nonetheless that we're going out and doing that for them, which is calculating, um, the traffic on a website. And then we will then take that, purchase the offset for it, and then go a step further and purchase reforestation. And then that's done through um, Pachama and Stanford Trees. Um, so we're investing that equal amount into the targeted reforestation. Um, then lastly, I know that we um, we're capturing the rough square footage of each jammer's household uh, through Bullfrog and um, then through Bullfrog, sorry, we're, we're purchasing offsets and then again, targeted reforestation, which, which makes that carbon negative. So yeah, those so are cool. Really f- they, are, <laughs> they are cool. So really from like us, uh, the impact we have as a company right down to our individual jammers uh, to the work that we're producing and the impact that that work is having. Um, I think the simple, you know, summary is we're, we're offsetting the impact of all of that as well as uh, sort of contributing to reforestation pro- uh, projects at the same degree to make all of that a negative impact uh, on the environment from that standpoint, um, which, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited about. And I think it's always that sneaky, it's that sneaky thing, you know, Dabinia, where we, we chatted a lot about this when we were calculating and how surprising it was, you know, we're like, well, you know, we're not a manufacturing company or we don't make mm-hmm. physical products and ship them across the globe. So our impact probably isn't that big. But when we really got into it, we started to calculate, you know, the the energy required to run a website in any given year, you know, across our, our patrons. I think that that was really uh, quite surprising and eye-opening. Um, I know last time we calculated the offset and like negative work that we're doing is the equivalent of about uh, just under a hundred thousand kilometers a year that a car would drive, or about the equivalent of, of removing about six and a half cars from the planet altogether. And so, to think about that, like a non-physical product that's being produced, and that that has the equivalent impact on, you know, a hundred thousand kilometers being driven every year. Uh, I think that was quite eye-opening uh, and something that I know spurred us to to take some action. Like I I love all this and and Dabini, I want to get your your thoughts on this and and Tom and I we can throw some in here too but I think it's like worthwhile like going hey like why does this matter you know like in terms of a, a lot of companies or brands might say okay great that's all good like yeah cool great job everyone PB and J you're doing good things but like not for me I'm here to like make some money and that's what business is for and so Dabini, I'm I'm curious to know especially with like your passion to go back in and kind of intersect your advertising background with sustainability, like why do you think it matters that that businesses look beyond profit? Um, the first thing that came to my mind is that it's been it's been like you can profit with purpose. They can go hand in hand. And I don't think that there's any room or time to separate the two anymore. I think that there's a responsibility that that needs to be had 
um, from everyone, a collective responsibility. And if you have the, the, I, I mean, I guess there's a few factors, but if you have the resources, the means, the platform, the, you know, I can continue going on and on to make impact, then you should in any capacity. And it does make a difference, not only tangibly, but like it inspires, it can inspire other businesses in your industry. Um, it's just, it's, it's the right thing to do. But beyond that, I, I think it's important to remember that you can profit with purpose. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. I think like going back to some of the tenants of B Corps, right. Is like, it's not to eliminate profit. It's to say, how can we leverage a machine, which is, you know, capitalism that we've built and it's a powerful machine to do more than just profit. And I think what is it, this is from B Corp. I think is like, um, to, to not uh, be the best in the world, but be the best for the world. And that idea of, like you said, if, if you if you can make impact, then you should. Uh, it doesn't mean it has to come at the cost of profit, uh, but there's more beyond that. I, and I'm wondering, I'm curious to kind of like segue that into like how you see that intersecting too with, with consumer needs and trends, like also like how it matters in the market. You know, there's like this kind of altruistic, like we should do it because we should, but also like you know, you mentioned earlier on that you're seeing that kind of trend shift with consumer buying and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, well, I was I was going to add that you could even say that it could increase your profit because you're making these, you know, uh, really incredible changes to the way that you operate because consumers more and more want to see that effort being put in and not only seeing those posts of, you know, happy Earth Day, but they want proof like consumers are definitely more um i don't know i don't know what the word is but we're going to we're going to find the truth and the greenwashing you know that goes on and the virtue signaling that you know we're doing something incredible but it's but then you know the next day someone that is employed by this company you know, calls out that they are treated very poorly in whatever way. It's like that in it, that is full circle, you know, sustainability um, in that realm of, of, of people, right. It's, it's people and the planet and community and government. Like it's all encompassing. It's not just this like green, we're green. We care about the earth. It's like, you have to really, uh, I guess, walk the talk. Is that what they say? Yeah. 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 So it's important because consumers will find out <laughs> and uh, they will. Yeah, you don't want to be in that position. They'll find you. Yeah. And um, it, it helps for, for good employees. Like you'll, oh, yeah. you'll, you'll attract employees. You'll, you know, yeah. There's so many. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up Dabinia, Cause I, I was I was sort of going to pitch that into to your question, Kyle. Is uh, I think it's something like seventy six percent, and this is a North American um, study, but seventy six percent of consumers are more likely to purchase from uh, like a a truly positioned, um, purpose driven company, uh, and eighty three percent more likely uh, to promote and uh, push that to their friends or families in, in terms of 
where they're voting with their dollars. So you're absolutely right, Dabinia. Your your likelihood, and this shouldn't be the reason why you did it, but if you were one of those brand leaders that was sort of questioning in it from a profit standpoint, um, you're far more likely to see success short term and long term um, by having these as one of the core tenants of how you operate and how you make your decisions as a company. But you're also uh, 80% more likely to attract top talent and employees that are looking to work for a company that stands for something that aligns um, with their beliefs and something that they want to get behind. So from any angle, not just the because it should be done this way, um, it's it's a strong case uh, for business to, to take this mantle and, uh, and really, I think, pin everything to um, those three those three pillars. So good. I, I love when there's, yeah, I love when there's kind of the, as Michael Scott would say, the win, 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 um, win, win, win. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if you can bring Michael Scott into a sustainability conversation, but always, um, always, always. <laughs> like it's, I, it's, I, I, I didn't yeah. hear the end of that, but I, I just heard, can you bring Michael Scott? And oh, always, <laughs> so please, please do into his win, 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 uh, his win, 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 uh, situations, right. Where it's like, yeah, you know, there's a real, like, you know, ethical case to be made and there's a real need in the market. And this is actually probably a really smart, you know, business and marketing and, you know, growth strategy and not that it ever should be done from that angle alone. Right. I think it's a really important piece that you brought to being like, you shouldn't be doing it just for that. It's not about the whatever washing, um, but it definitely like it supports and, and, and that's in itself kind of like a cyclical sustainable nature of like, as we do good, It'll help us grow and be better. And then we can invest more and make more impact and all that kind of stuff. Um, and on that journey though, let me segue us to the other side. It's not always easy, right? There's struggles. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things, whether it's, you have a mission like a PB and J, our mission is to make commerce joyful and human centered. And, you know, I, I don't want to put this on the podcast, but, you know, just off the record, you know, there's some days where you feel like jeepers like are we are we doing that like that day was a real struggle you know or, or maybe you have a mission as a brand that's you know to to alleviate you know something like plastic from the ocean that's a great mission that some some brands are working on and sometimes you don't feel like you're working towards that or, or that you've accomplished that but you're still working towards it and i'm curious to know Dubinia, what you think about that struggle you know the journey of driving towards these uh important kind of like impact pieces and any kind of like notes or encouragement you'd have for brands that are on that journey? I would say that from my experience, it, as I mentioned earlier, it, there are so many little projects within the larger project of a B Corp assessment or the climate neutral um, certification. So it's really important to have someone that is really owning those and and managing them from a project management perspective and we were lucky in that i had a healthy split between other responsibilities that i had as well as uh, these initiatives so i would say um the encouragement is that you know if, if you are lacking resources internally to get any of these done and you don't want to split responsibilities one thing that i've actually had conversations with, you know, just folks in my network about is hiring students. And, you know, I, I think that there are so many sustainability job roles right now um, that 
have these really um, technical requirements, of course, but when you're starting out and you're like starting out in that you're looking to maybe become B Corp certified or you're looking to start different initiatives in, internally, like I think students are so eager to get started and help brands and they, they learn so much in these programs about different initiatives and how to get them started and how to even do uh, employee engagement, which is incredibly important for things like this. Um, so I think that that is important to, to note. Um, I guarantee that, you know, being in school for sustainability education, they're passionate to learn and B Corp certification, climate neutral, they have so many incredible resources to learn more as you're going, to ask questions as you're going. And it doesn't have to be something that you create like a completely net new role for. Um, and also side note, mm. B Corp scores on paid internships, just saying. So. Oh, there. Yeah. Oh, pro tip. tip right there. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing, right? I, I would think that like that's, not having the resources yeah. is a qualm that comes up. Like it's like, well, we don't have the resources to focus on that. Um, or we don't want to split the responsibility yeah. of someone. What, and it, like, I think what I was hearing you say too, is, is kind of that someone to champion it, right? The idea of a champion in an organization and often whether it's one person or maybe a few people are contributing is like, it's not, um, this is one thing I learned through is just, it's not like a separate thing to the, the organization, right? So it's not like this like certification you slap on it. And so it requires people to actually like get in there and make people policies and then implement those that you need the knowledge of like what's happening every day. And so it's it, to what you said, like, it's really great. You can kind of bring maybe external people to help, but you need champions in the organization or probably uh, even better a champion you know, to help bring you across the finish line of whatever it is um, and their passion meeting with kind of their knowledge of uh, the company will help get you there. And Yeah, and it's a whole, all hands on. on deck, truly. Like <laughs> um, it goes across all departments and engaging all teams. So in any way, everyone's involved. <laughs> True <laughs> story. Yeah. And, and that's, and, and to the, and to the betterment of the org, right. Going yeah. back to the, what yeah. you say is not just about, it's about walking the talk and it requires us to go, okay, that's not just a thing we slap on. It's like something we've got to actually change. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Let's go do it. So yeah, that's great. Thank you. Thank you for being here, Davinia and talking all things sustainability, why it's important, how to do it a little bit here and there. I mean, that's a whole nother episode, I think of breaking down the process, but, um, yeah. Was there any other like kind of, um, closing, uh, advice or anything that was just really on your mind you want to leave, uh, our listeners with? No pressure. No, so much pressure. Um, <laughs> um, I, I just, I guess like no impact is, is too small, like get inspired, look at what other, you know, um, brands are doing that 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 you're inspired by and yeah just take the first step get your employees engaged and excited about it because i'm sure they will be and you got this yeah you got it boom i love that take a step right right there yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> there we go. I was going to sing. I was going to sing to the, the choir. Chef's, uh, store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> use use promo code Debenya for your free T-shirt. I thought that was just the Mate Libre. <laughs> Let's not talk. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's another. Oof, that's another great product. Alrighty. Well, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much, and we'll. B Corp with you later. I might need to work on that one. I'm silently giggling. <laughs> we'll just dub Inuit over with a new joke. Mm. Nope. Kyle. I'm not on board bad. for these, Kyle. Nope. No. I, I, I actually, I got to go. Have a rule so. against people's names, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have a good trip to Sudbury. See you later. <laughs> Thanks, Davinia. <laughs> Thanks, Davinia. Well, that's it for this episode of Commerce Chefs. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed and learned a little more about the secret ingredients behind being a delicious D2C brand. But if you're looking for more, make sure to join the Commerce Chefs community by following us on social at Commerce Chefs. Ask us questions, send in requests. We want to hear from you. Remember, it's just as important to feed your ears as your mouth. Because, as they say, the ears are the other mouth of the head. Lastly, if you like this episode and want to support us, make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a five-star rating and review. Until next time, this has been a pinch of Kyle. And a dash of Tom. We'll be cooking with you in two weeks. <laughs>